0: It's Sutilcast episode 467,
1: Man Scream. And this week, guys, we talk more Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Mm -hmm. Elite Dangerous Aussie, and Subnautica Below Zero, along with some stuff and news. Stay tuned. Ah! That was weak. (laughs) That was a weak shake. Hey, we're back. Back to the uh, shaker this week.
0: Um, it is May 29th at a 7.15 at p.m. Memorial we are, Day weekend. We are a-dingin'. Um, hey, it's an M rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. And we are down one rusty for one more week. So just be prepared for an indeterminate amount of time's worth of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games and some news. Um, yeah, Rusty's actually on the plane right now um, getting back, but there's no way we're going to make him record after traveling from Michigan. Well, uh, and Jason wouldn't be up for it, probably. I,
1: I thought about it, but the chances of me staying awake to record after he gets back into town? yeah, Nah. His flight's arriving at like 10 p.m. <laughs> so, yeah. We made that call, uh, we're sans nymph, he can't make it, which is understandable, that's cool. Um, so it's just Justin and I again, probably talking about random, the random stuff, but same couple games too. Uh, um, I've got a little bit more. I've had some really random ass shit happen this week. Yeah, like what? Well, for one, I had a less than normal workload. It was strange. Yeah, it's the exact opposite for me. I felt bored. Well, This never happens. (laughs) Yeah, and you're also working tomorrow. I'm also working tomorrow, unfortunately, due to some last minute stuff. So Justin and I are actually recording like two hours early.
0: Yeah, I uh see this week's been weird for me too. I found out I'm moving to nights, which I'm not overly excited about. Um I'll still have Saturday night off to
1: to record, so I'll still be doing that. At least you won't have to get up super early the next day. I mean there's to go to work that. I'll be mean, mm-hmm. starting work at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah.
0: Um but also um we had Kiddo's graduation from high school this week, so Jess was here for a little bit. Um, Very, very, very busy. In fact, actually wasn't expecting her last night and told her good night. And then I guess about an hour later, she shows up while I'm sleeping like dead ass asleep. And all I see is a shadowy figure and a flashlight in my bedroom. And I must have let out a man scream because she said it something, <laughs> something like, and that was about all I let out and then she just started dying laughing and so I was up for about another 15 minutes while she made fun of my man scream she's like I've never heard a man sound like that before Um, I'm going to remember that for the entire rest of my life I just would not expected it she came in and of course my deaf ass dog was passed out as like crazy. You know, she didn't hear me scream. She would not even awake. She didn't even wake up until J- Jessa just died laughing on the bed. And then she woke up. But, um, yeah, so I had a little man scream going on, which uh, was not impressive. So this was like the Wilhelm
1: scream, but deeper?
0: Uh, I don't know. Not quite. Like I said, it was, when I, rem- I don't remember it being this loud. She's like, I'm surprised the neighbors didn't call the cops. But it was something more like Whoa! Like really fucking lame, because I was just like I said, eyes not registering anything. The last thing I remember telling her was good night, and then I open my eyes and there's just shadowy figure and her phone flashlight, you know, shining on the ground.
1: So what you're saying is, Jessa now knows what sounds you will make when you die. (laughs) I guess so, and it's gonna be really freaking pathetic. Um, <laughs> the patet- the pathetic death throes of noss
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Uh, I mean, at least it wasn't like a girl scream, but it was it was bad. At some point, at least that's how I remember it sounding. I'm sure she can make a more comical version if if ever get her to talk on a microphone. But um, yeah, it's pretty pathetic. I just wasn't expecting it. You know, just, <laughs> what do you do? My brain, man. I have some really crazy like. Half-awake moments, too. So, it's, you know, things don't register. This morning, again, I was also kind of groggy. I, like, bolted and got up. I have to be at work, like, at about 6.45 in the morning currently. And I woke up, and I'm really blind. So, if you don't know that, I'm super blind. Like, not... Super blind. Not clinically there, but really close. Like,
1: Mr. Magoo blind.
0: About... When they do the cartoon of Mr. Magoo and they show, like, his vision on screen, it's not that much different. I couldn't read the clock, and for whatever reason, like, I get used to what the shape looks like, and it said in my head, like, 8.07. And so I got up and, like, in my boxer shorts, went in and started logging into the computer, and then she wakes up, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. She's like, put your damn glasses on. It was 5.07 in the morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And... That's the wrong side of the clock,
0: sir. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got the seven right, <laughs> but I couldn't distinguish the difference between a five and an eight on these letters are ten feet away and they're about eight inches tall. So, like, that's how blind I am. I can't read the, the tell the difference between a five and an eight at that
1: distance. Oh God. So, oh, so we're talking crappy digital eights and fives, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. it's the same okay, shape. Okay, that's sort understand. Of. Okay, gotcha.
0: But the, you know, the the colors, not the color, the shape of the color actually kind of blends together. And if it's yeah. kind of an oval, it looks like an eight to me without my glasses. So, you know, that's something very recent. I know that I woke up once thinking somebody was trying to break in and it was just my neighbors singing in the backyard. Um, it's just that's what my brain translated what? it to. Your yeah,
1: neighbors singing in the backyard?
0: Yeah. Remember when I had the party neighbors? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were, I guess they kept hitting the fence is what was going on when they were singing and then I guess stumbling around in the backyard and hitting the fence. And it just, my headboard sits adjacent to that house. It's not crazy far away, like maybe 30 feet from my house. Um, and the fence like butts up to that wall. So it was hitting that and then hitting the wall behind my headboard. And I thought somebody was breaking in. And I don't of course, think I've I, ever
1: been that drunk. Yeah,
0: I, well, I have, but not in a long time, but yeah, like at that point, like I woke up and then it took me a little bit to kind of register what was going on. It's like the first thing I did is I walked over and locked my bedroom door and then I like tried to wake up really fast. So I started like jumping up and down to try to like, like shake my head, trying to wake up and make sense of things. Um, just why it, it's a good thing. I don't sleep with a pistol under my pillow because holy shit, like I. Just too stupid waking up for me to get <laughs> figure out what the hell's going on. Um, but yeah, um, waking up for oh, me is kind great. of a joy. It, it just takes a minute for me to like Oh, it get cognizant.
1: It takes forever for me to wake up in the morning. But you know, if the dog starts going crazy in the middle of the night, boom, I'm up. Lolo just about never does. So, well, Lola can't hear anything. She
0: can smell really good, but even she, she didn't smell her f- favorite human last night, which is crazy for her. Let you down a little bit. It did. I, I figured. <laughs> I mean, once she did, you know, she bolted right awake, and then she was like super excited to see Jessa, which. But there's been times where, Lola's well, weird. Like, I mean, that goes without saying. But, like the other night, Jessa wasn't here yet because she's getting stuff ready for the graduation so she's out real late and Lola just put herself to bed and then she gets mad at me if I don't go to bed when she goes to bed so she goes in the bedroom and like burrows herself under covers and then waits about five minutes and if I don't show up she comes out and then just stares around the corner at me and then turns back around and then she does this a couple times and then she'll come over and just go and just like taunt me and then start kind of like growling and then like it's like she really wants to go to bed and she makes a big deal out of it and sometimes I just lift up the she's got a dog pallet on my couch and so I just lift up the cover and it's like if you want to hang out you're gonna have to hang out with me uh, I'm not tired yet so you're gonna have to come back <laughs> up here that's awesome we have we have quite the uh, relationship with this deaf dog um,
1: we do this deaf dog decided to Oh, she'd have fucking turbocharged run, your nuts a run ago. 90 miles an hour at me when I got here. And, uh, which she always does. I don't get me wrong. She always does this. She always tries to maul me and Rusty once we're here. Like, that's normal. Difference today is I got one whole left front paw nuclear targeted on my nutsack
0: yeah i you did actually your face turned red <laughs> like, like I can tell
1: you you're in some pretty
0: serious agony there.
1: <laughs> it still hurts, dude, laughing hurts. She hit my nutsack square than it's been hit in a while. Well, right. I mean her head
0: and her paws like that's just barely taller than she is. That's true,
1: so, but yeah, oh. So, you know, Lola and I aren't on the best of terms at the moment. Yeah. But, but, that, I digress. Like, that, this week has just aside. been,
0: you know, just getting ready for graduation stuff, making sure we got everything ready for Gian or the kid. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I guess she is legal age now, but, um, I just don't like saying kids' names. Um, but, anyways, yeah. So getting everything ready for her and then just, having some time little pockets of time all over to play some games and i've got a little bit better review of odyssey now than i did before um got a lot farther in subnautica Um, have gotten a lot farther
1: through mass effect trilogy nice so we'll we'll get into that in a minute i can tell you my my week with without being eventful at work was kind of nice because i did get sit down and play games after work and whatnot but even nicer was the fact that so monday after we after we recorded here uh found out that uh um when we called the rental car company to see uh when that rental truck need to go back right um the other in the other the insurance company for the driver that hit my wife hadn't authorized the charges yet so they were like don't bring it back because if you bring it back i gotta charge your credit card Ugh. so hold on to it so for three days i drove a brand new truck well, that's not kind bad. of nice
0: yeah i see your truck
1: out um, there now so
0: I, I know that's that time has passed yes yeah, sadly that time has
1: passed. But that was kind of nice. And then you you start thinking about all these things that um, would be extremely nice to, to have a new vehicle for. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will I will have my truck till the wheels fall off of it.
0: Yeah, same but, with my car, too.
1: But it would be nice to have something that, you know, didn't have odd uh, electrical problems like I currently have with the control cluster on my truck or, you know. Working uh, air conditioner knobs or
0: your air conditioner
1: doesn't work, huh? No, it works. Is it just but full blast like, or nothing, or what? The uh selector knob for the vents is completely broken, so you can't change the vents, it's all stuck on the defrost vent. <laughs> that sucks ass, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, my truck being a single cab still gets relatively still gets cool though it just takes longer for you to feel it because it's not blowing the air conditioner directly on you right right um so you know that's a thing uh all these all this stuff i've found various workarounds for um and eventually i'm going to have to replace it because eventually it'll be time for my eldest to drive and i'd rather her drive that if at all possible than you know, buying her another little car. I want her to drive a truck. Yeah. And I want her to learn how to drive a standard. Mine is both. <laughs> how long do you get you for teaching your kid to drive? Three and a half, four years. That's a scary thought. Right? Get ready for your insurance. Right? So, anyway. Um, so, we're doing that. And so I go to return the truck on Wednesday, and Crystal's going to meet me there after picking up the kids and whatnot. And I get get there, and she's like, I forgot the other damn key at the house. So we drop off the truck, turn around to the house, and have turned right back around with the other damn key. That was awesome. Uh, but while we were on the way, we almost got hit twice in the brand new vehicle, just five o'clock drivers being stupid, which does not help my wife's anxiety, accident anxiety any at all. Right. Um, but best part of, uh, of the whole week was when I realized just how great it was to have two monitors on your home PC. Because my wife did a thing for me. She got me a DVI to HDMI cable. Nice. So I now have that run to my TV with long-ass HDMI cable for that lap monitor she got me.
0: So you can switch back and forth between PC gaming on the TV versus the... Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's... Which, oh. It makes a huge difference.
1: Looks so much better.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some definite benefits to having a monitor
1: because you can get better refresh rates on a monitor than you can on a The one thing I found out, though, HDR does not work through the DVR port.
0: No, I think it has to be HDMI 2.0. Yeah. So, no HDR on the big
1: TV. But
0: honestly, meh. Windows HDR is kind of finicky.
1: Yeah, but I can tell the difference like uh, um, in Mass Effect. Yeah, it supports like, throwing it from one monitor to the other. I can tell a little bit of a difference. There's not much difference with Mass Effect one, though. I'll say that. No, but. But it's enough that I can still tell.
0: Yeah. Um did you beat one?
1: No, I'm almost there though.
0: I I beat one just yes, no. What day was it? Yesterday? Actually, I think yeah. it was yesterday. It,
1: it while I wasn't super busy last week, I was still super tired from the two weeks prior. So, mm-hmm. you know, from the last two weeks being so busy. So, you know, I get home, I you know, we'd have dinner stuff, I'd sit down to play, I'd I'd get about an hour in, and then I'd just start fading at my controller. Damn. You know, where I'm like... Oh, I haven't moved that conversation along at all. I could swore I already fit... Nope, those are the same dialogue Uh options.
0: Well, the, I better
1: go to bed. <laughs> yeah, the so.
0: the two nights that me and Jessa really got to spend any time together, for the most part, we watched
1: Wonder Woman 1984. Good movie. Um, Though I can the, pick the, and choose things I don't like, but still, overall, a good movie.
0: I mean, I liked having Pedro Pascal in the as the one of the main characters.
1: Yeah, I, I think
0: he did a good a good job. The just the the story. He did a good job with what he was given. The plot's a little that bit could weird. have been
1: a lot better, though.
0: The plot's a little bit weird, but it was overall it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Um, we also we were gonna. The reason I was watching is we got HBO Max because I wanted to watch Mortal Kombat, and so did she. And we couldn't find it anywhere, and then we found out that it mm. left HBO Max last On. Sunday. Yeah. And I was picked up HBO Max on Tuesday. Trying, and there was no place for me to stream it. I tried streaming it through Amazon UK. I almost bought a VPN so I could watch it. And then I found out that it was verifying my card by my zip code. And that's how it was region locking the movie. Which I thought, I'm, I'm going to pay for it. Like, what the fuck, man? Um. So yeah. because I'd already subscribed, um, she's going to watch Harley Quinn series on there. And then we watched Wonder Woman, and then we watched whatever Mortal Kombat we could. So we did those shorts. The I can't remember what it is, but they're broken up to two seasons, and it's the origins of the different characters. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, because so we those are on HBO Max. Yeah.
0: So we watched through the first season of that, and that was actually pretty cool. I really dug the Scorpion one. The Scorpion yeah. one was done really well. Yeah. Um, and. They're honestly pretty badass, to be honest
1: with you. So you can't find that movie, VOD, anywhere else? No, I went through... Um, Not I tried even like Fandango? Amazon,
0: Fandango. Um, I tried um, Voodoo. Um, like, I just... I looked up how to stream Mortal Kombat US, and it's region locked right now, only to other parts of the world for streaming. So at some point it's coming back to HBO with there's just no date yet. But there was a lot of articles about it being locked as of Sunday after I started digging in. Oh. So I didn't get a chance to watch that even though both
1: me and her wanted to watch that. That's she really, a shame because that movie is good. She's
0: a pretty big Mortal Kombat They're, fan. Maybe not as much. I mean, she played the games as a kid, but not yeah. as much just the games, but the lore. And she was really, you know, like she has a pretty good working knowledge of the first two movies and where all of that went. So yeah,
1: I'll I'll tell you this without spoiling too much. I mean they they are making a whole new franchise. Like so, this movie is completely different than anything done before. Well, um, and I heard down that... to creating, they created a character specifically for this movie.
0: Yeah, and I've heard a lot of mixed reaction about that part of it because it's always centralized around Raiden or yeah Johnny Cage, you know. And it's always been kind of like built around those characters. Though even when you're going through like a lot of the games, like Raiden's a central character, and then you've always got Johnny Cage or Sonya yeah. that's also placed that kind of build a lot of the
1: story around. Though there is a fam- familial <laughs> a family tie-in to the new character to an existing character. Gotcha. So it that's the way they played it.
0: You know, it's love, one of those things that I wanted. It, I've got a friend it, of mine that works closely with the franchise yeah, and has for a long time, but I didn't feel like asking him too much about it to talk about yeah. on the show because he also works for fucking Warner Brothers. So right. he can't really say anything negative about it because yeah, that's where he works. i
1: I will say there are going to be people that hate it and there are going to be people that live with it. In one of my
0: employee meetings, I have somebody that works for me that's an incredibly big Mortal Kombat fan, and he was telling me that the the guy that did the shorts was the guy that they originally asked to direct it, and he said no. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But I will say this. I'm firmly in the camp of I will live with it because it's not horrible. It's not like a complete travesty to what is Mortal Kombat. Uh By having a new character in there the way that the way that they did it, I will say the fights are incredibly brutal and entertaining,
0: well, and that's most of what I want mortal Kombat for, right oh well, the little dog has decided that you are very much interesting again,
1: but uh, I won't be after I hold her back for a minute anyway um incredibly brutal, satisfying, entertaining um. And you will. uh, And it definitely leaves it open for them to continue, which is fine with me. In other words, I don't think Warner Brothers completely fucked this up. (laughs) That's fair.
0: Well, there's been some rumor that Warner Brothers might be being bought out by Disney, which could put a weird
1: spin on it. Isn't Disney buying everybody?
0: I guess. I don't know. Just it puts it in a weird spot. I think.
1: I mean, it it if that were to happen, um, and Disney, one, I don't know that uh, Disney doesn't the, like doing art. I not I don't know that the regulators would allow it though. There's because, not, but them, there's not a lot
0: of Disney R's. What I'm getting at,
1: yeah. But them buying Disney would be a, or Disney buying them would be like a huge, um, huge monopoly. I would, um, I would hope
0: not, because NetherRealm Studios is a Warner Brothers side company. You know what I mean?
1: Now, one thing that is verifiable is that Warner the AT&T is spinning off Warner Media and merging it with Discovery.
0: That is an interesting thing.
1: So, I mean
0: all these companies just gathering together.
1: I mean, we're we're on our way to monopolies again, but to be honest, that's we we have a lot of factors to thank for that. Chiefest factor is Netflix. Netflix became so powerful that they're almost forcing these separate entertainment companies to merge to fight it.
0: Well, it's just like HBO's got rights to DC right now, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting thought, too. But... All that aside, really, I just don't, because of Disney not doing something that's a hard R, I don't want them to have anything to do with the Mortal Kombat game series. That's what it really boils down to. Even more than the movies, sure, if they got rights to the movies or something to that effect, it'd be weird. But right now, I feel like, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Right. That's pure conjecture um nothing
1: verifiable but it is true I want to tell mean, you I mean technically they do do R. they're just going to do it through the Fox platform
0: Yeah I guess so But um I did want to talk a little bit about Mass Effect so saying that I just finished um one I mean there's a there is a dialogue option to make the main uh villain kill themselves, which is the one that I took. So I didn't have to have the first fight at all.
1: Oh, you made Saren off himself?
0: I made him off, but it still comes back as a boss. Well yeah. But yeah, that's that's the dialogue option I was able to take and I got through that battle fairly quick on hardcore. Um I that inventory system's still a mess and you can still change out what you have for your weapon attachments mid battle. So I just changed everything to hammerhead rounds and we just knock shit all over the place and <laughs> um, just wrecked face. I mean, I had a shotgun yeah. at max damage with hammerhead rounds plus all the p- character powers and it just, it was not that hard, honestly. Um, I restarted it twice. So just, you know, it could have been way worse, but that's, it's not a real long fight. So me, that the whole in shebang for me took me about 20 minutes um then i moved on to 2 and of course you go through the montage of we will rebuild him um and you get the whole we six, can make him better the 6 million or 6 billion dollar shepherd or whatever right um becomes a thing and immediately noticed how much snappier combat is in 2 versus 1 <laughs> it was just like oh my god this is so much better having right. different buttons for different powers be mappable and then i liked that I wanted to pick a biotic character because I really like the biotic powers a lot, and so I switched my class from infiltrator, which is sniper plus engineer, basically, to um, uh, adept, and then it's just like my singularity's already on a button, my you know my warp's on a button and my pull's on a button, right? You don't even have to like pull up the wheel except for when you want your people to use the powers, and then it's really easy to figure out. Cause in one, it doesn't tell you when your power cooldown has happened. You have to hit your weapon wheel to see that it finished and then you can use it again. Um, and in this one, you know, it's, I haven't played it in a really long time, but it's just like, Oh, this is, this is so much snappier. Um, like oh, I yeah. can, I can do the pause battle stuff cause I'm still playing it on hardcore, but like, it's just so much snappier and it, does look pretty good. There's still a little bit of weird plasticiness with the way the characters look, but they have done a really good job of updating it to 4K and then readjusting lighting to look a little bit more modern. And 2 holds up pretty good um, graphically. I will tell you that there is some really crazy shit going on with launching 2 from that launcher. I don't know if you've tried to launch it yet. Not yet. No. Um... Let me tell you, I don't know what they did, but hopefully by the time you get to it, they've patched it or you don't have the same issues. But essentially, you'll click on two from the launcher for Mass Effect and it will not launch the game. You'll get the splash screen, then it'll disappear. And it's not, there's like one of 15 things it could be. I ended up verifying files and getting a custom launcher to make it work. So I spent about an hour and a half troubleshooting it um, the other day after work to get it to work. And then finally got it to work late that evening, so I barely got into it. And that's when I started dicking around with it um, yesterday um, after work. So it's, I keep sighing because it's just so irritating. Like three, boots right up. Two, don't know what the fuck's going on, but it just, it's really finicky about booting up. So I've got a custom launcher that I found in a forum. And if you guys have any issue with it or you want to hit me up, I can help lead you to the path of what to do. but. Um, There are a multitude of different things you need to do in order to make it work. And then some of those involve a support ticket. Um, But it's going through your Windows Firewall settings. It's going through and changing launcher settings. Some of it's setting custom launch paths within Steam to make it work. Yeah. Um, Some of those things involves the naming convention of your PC and your account, which can fuck it up. Um, Some of those involve, in my case, re-verifying files and then setting up a custom launcher to make it work weird. And I
1: did have Oh, excuse me. Um I did have a weird issue and I don't know if there was like some update while I was at work or whatever. Um but last night um when I went to launch everything uh I just had the install button. That's weird. All the files and everything were there. So I had to click install and let Steam verify all of the damn local files. And then it booted.
0: Yeah, I wonder if part of it is I have it on my D drive, so I have a separate drive and I install a lot of my stuff to.
1: I do too, obviously, because, you know, you gave me the 120 gig SSD, which... I run Windows on, and then I'm still using that big old one terabyte mechanical to actually install games to.
0: Yeah, I uh, I just don't know what the hell's going on with it.
1: But I will tell you. But I will tell you that doesn't surprise me with 2, because when I went and uh, played through 2 a couple months ago, um, or at the beginning of a year, um, it had difficulty launching. Just period. Well, I'm it, also irritated. And You've got to wondered, open the fucking
0: Origin launcher while you do that?
1: Yeah, I wonder if it has something to do with that damn old-ass shutdown servers network bullshit.
0: What are you talking about? When they shut down the multiplayer servers?
1: Yeah. Because if you... If you go launch the normal 2 on your PC, it sits there forever trying to connect the server Cerberus network, which was the multiplayer. Right. And and sometimes it would crash.
0: Yeah, that's the main thing that I'm kind of wondering what they do. Because I'm not, say spoilers like I haven't played the game before, but I'm not looking to see what the exact differences are on the Galactic Readiness. But without having the multiplayer, you don't have that Galactus readiness factor for three. And so I kind of wonder what they're doing for that side of it.
1: Probably going to default it like they did um, uh, some of the... uh... Oh, dang it, Lola. Okay. Sorry, guys. Hang on.
0: Oh. She's gotta, she's gotta hug Jason real quick. She's gotta lick his face. She's gotta.
1: As long as it's not in my mouth.
0: Yep, she's gotta lick all over his head. You gotta lick those ears. She's smiling like crazy. She's, she does this. You guys can probably, I can hear it through my headphones, so I know it's coming through. Oh God. All right, she. I think she's done. Are you? Are you done? She needs to be done. Yeah, all those puppy shakes you're hearing are just the excitement of a, a little dog. She's, uh to get derailed for a second, like, she is so ridiculous over some of her favorite people. With Jessa, while she was here, Um she was, so normally she sleeps right next to me, and she's got one of the top blankets that she goes underneath and then just snuggles up next to me. When Jessa's here, she tries to sleep on top of Jessa, <laughs> which... Jessa doesn't let her, but that's where she starts. She starts like Jessa sleeps on her side, like I do, and there will be the dog like trying to lay on top of her side, and Jessa just keeps pushing her down until she gets under her blankets and she goes to sleep. And then when we're sitting on the couch, like Jessa likes to stretch out on the couch, and the dog will just like climb up in her lap and stretch all the way out and then pass out, like laying on top of her. And we think it's because she's trying to keep Jessa here. well, that's what she does. She's uh, she, she has a way with different people. She's a funny dog. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm just interested to see what they're gonna do with the galactic readiness with three uh, when I finally I, get there. But you know what? I was thinking this when I was playing.
1: I one. would imagine that they probably default a lot of that stuff into the galactic readiness total. Because that's what they did with some of it with the PlayStation versions of the game.
0: Yeah, but they're gonna have to give you better options to get full readiness. So they must have. They're gonna have to calculate maybe the side quests that you did or something yeah. like that in a different way to make sure that you can get the quote unquote best ending. The I will say though, even with the game being still older, right? Um, I'm having more fun. Pl- I haven't played an RPG like this in a long time. And obviously, it's one of my favorites. I know it's one of your favorites, too. But it's just the dialogue is written so much better, even in one with having some of the jank of the combat systems. Like, the dialogue in in one is excellent. The world building done is excellent. Yeah. And the story between the characters is done in mm-hmm. such a good way. And even in 2, just getting started again, right, and just got to the elusive man, um, just realizing like how polished that game is in terms of structure and the mix of gameplay with the, the pacing of the game is done really well. Like 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. So me replaying through this, like I'm kind of just savoring it as I go. And... The only thing that really holds back one are all the Mako missions, because I think they're kind of hot trash, but... uh, Uh, They
1: are hot trash, absolutely. They're just
0: boring and repetitive. It's kind of the same issues they had with um, using Bioware, right? Dragon Age 2 having the same kind of tile sets for certain random encounters.
1: Well, I mean, the, the problem with the Mako missions is you had the one trying to drive the Mako was hot trash to begin with. They improved that a little bit in the newer version, but not... It's not like... It's still floating. It's not like the SRV in Andromeda, which is one thing Andromeda did, did really right. Um, it's... I might actually but, pick
0: that up. It says $7 this weekend.
1: There you go. Um, Playing that On my PC, with a couple of graphics mods, one of the best things that I've done. Andromeda? Yeah. I think Andromeda already looked pretty good. It did, but there's some graphic fixes for some of the uh, 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 facial stuff and some lighting corrections. Oh, well. That are really good. Um, But anyway, I digress. The main problem with the Mako missions in one is the fact that they basically reuse the same four maps for every planet. And the same basic, basically objective, and the same three... Like,
0: buildings? (laughs) um, You got, like, the mining buildings, you got, like, the settlement buildings, and then... Like, some of the interiors are a little bit different, but, like, the layout is exactly the same. And
1: then uh, uh, the same three, like, points of interest for every freaking planet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's, it just, it lacks variety. And the Thresher Maws are kind of a
1: chore. They're lackluster. They're bullet sponges. That's essentially what they are i mean you you sit there and just circle one in your in your mako as you as you just pelter it with the uh uh with the cannon fire as the cannon fire regenerates because that minigun does nothing to them
0: yeah I just I cycle the minigun until I can fire off the bigger gun the cannon. And then just do that over and over until I get where I need to, where I've killed it, you know. But it's, they were not great missions. And I think in two you fight one on ground, don't you? Yes. With uh, grunt. Yes. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But like just two story is just even more solid. Mm-hmm. And then just every the pacing of it is just better overall. And I'm just noticing, even going through it right now, like I want to play it. And the only reason I'm pacing myself aside from wanting to savor the moment is the fact that there's other games I need to play and talk about on the podcast. But Legendary Edition is so far hasn't been a letdown.
1: Oh, yeah. No, not at all. I mean, they did manage, uh, like we said last week, aside from the fact that you have really great character skins over top of what are still some, some pretty shitty polygons. Yeah. Um. They managed to make the game almost look good as the original release of two or three. I mean, to your memory is what you're saying. To to your memory, yeah. But when you look at the comparisons, there's a really
0: stark drift difference between yeah. one, the original, and one now, almost
1: 14 years well, later. You you think about, um, uh. And you think about two and three. Two and three are much closer to the same quality graphically.
0: They're just sharper and
1: more detailed. Um, I mean to each other, yeah, ver- versus one. So I think we'll see our starker contrasts in two and one than you, or two and three than you did with one, as far as improvements, especially with lighting.
0: Yeah, I'm noticing the lighting and the cutscenes in 2 have been pretty impressive so far. I mean,
1: the cutscenes in 1, I mean, just how much they cleaned those up is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Well, the skyboxes are a lot more detailed, and a lot of the water effects were done a lot better. It's just lack of polygons in the environment led to less structural detail behind the skin. Yeah. But, like, overall, like... It's a really solid experience. I definitely don't regret my purchase.
1: Oh no, not at all. Not, Being able to play it at, at a
0: modern resolution is uh, a very nice treat. Well, would, I'd also- like to see that. It sounds crazy, but like Fallout Three is janky as fuck trying to get it to launch on Windows Ten mm-hmm. um, without essentially a lot of mods. And I'd like to see like that re released in a way that makes it playable um, without having to feel like you're going extra hacksores to get
1: it to work, you know? That would be nice. That would be nice. Either, either Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas 1 and 2. New Vegas is
0: still, you can still get that looking fairly good at 4K. Um, but again, same issue that Fallout, the original, had with low polygon count. You can yeah. get a Super Sharp, but like it still has a low polygon count so it's yeah you're not going to get much better than what you can get and it just it just is what it is yep um but I will tell you so I made a lot more progress in Subnautica um ran into a couple of progress issues I mean I did this in the original of not knowing where to go and then found some place to go so i could get my prawn suit that was kind of the main thing i'm missing but i'm also haven't gotten so deep that i've gotten to a place where I, i'm actually kind of stuck on where to go next um i figured out where to find my prawn suit but i don't know where the story's taking me so i need to go back and really review my notes in there but overall the quality's pretty high the lack of that last bit of direction is kind of what i'm missing right now uh, to figure out what to do next. But, I mean, I could yeah. continue building and just move to a new area. I just don't have... I how really have a reason to. I've got all the material I need to do. Basically, any upgrade that I have right now. Um, and just don't know what to do next. Which is a really weird place to be. That is. So... Especially with that game. Again, if you've never played Original Subnautica, that game is really good. Um... The hang up I'm having is where to go next, which is just such a weird problem to have because the other one did a better job of it could be an audio log I missed. But, you know, it. it it's not a game that gives you like mission points. It gives you story beats to follow up on. And I don't my story beat to follow up on right now. I'm I'm lost. Yeah. And that's a weird spot to be is I just don't know what I'm supposed to do next to advance the story. And I know I need to advance the story because I have all the findable tech that I can have right now. And don't need more tech. Um, like I, the only thing I haven't discovered is how to go further than eleven hundred meters down at this point. So my sea truck can go a thousand meters down. My, um, I've got my um, my bike, which is something like my land speeder, essentially. Yeah. And I've got my prawn suit. So I don't know what I'm missing to progress the story. Overall, I mean, I've had a lot of fun with it. Like that's just give me a little bit of a downbeat on it. And I'll figure out what I did wrong. Because when I found the prawn suit, I found an area that was actually really close to where I'd started. And I should have found it a long time ago. Um, I was missing one component. And I found it all over this mining area that was in this ah. crack. And some of the ways that you get to things in this is different than what we did before. So original Subnautica, you'd find like these caves and these caves would kind of lead to other areas Well, like this, I found by going into a lava vent and then finding out there was a branch of caves in the lava vents. And then I was like, oh, so this is the next area. And then I got to the end of the area and I was like, well, I am kitted out to go 1,100 meters down right now. The farthest I'm going down in these lava caves is 600 meters. I need to find where I go to get even deeper to figure out more of the story. Also, after playing the other game, like I am not scared of leviathans at all. No, I showed you the one, but, like, I've got the shock trap, and then I've got the drill arm with the prawn suit. And so every time I've been grabbed by a Leviathan, and I don't—it's not that they're less aggressive. It's just I'm not as intimidated as I was before for some reason. So I'm just like, Leviathan, Shmethiathan, whatever. And I just kind of, like, scoot on past him and don't worry about him or just continue exploring I
1: him. mean, bigger weapons usually have that effect.
0: Well, it, Subnautics is not really about weapons, so like you have defense items, and the defense items are good enough right now that I haven't had to worry about trying to kill one of those fuckers. Yeah. And I've died a few times, but mostly just the death penalty the death penalty. The the penalty for dying in this game is not that harsh. You just go back to the last place you were at. You still go whatever you scanned and you lose some of the items that you're mining. And if you already have everything you really need to upgrade that's not that big a deal. So, like, I can explain, ex- explore to the terminal end of something, fuck up, and then spawn back in my sea truck or spawn back in my prawn suit or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, maybe that's part of what's missing is I don't feel like I'm threatened by anything. I keep amassing, like, uh, health kits that I don't really need, and there's not a difficult le- difficulty level other than hardcore that would make this harder. And the problem with hardcore and Subnautica is one death, you start the game over. So, which is a little too hardcore
1: for me. Yeah, that's especially...
0: Wait, I put 33 hours of the game. I don't want to start over at 33 hours in.
1: I start, say, if you put 25 to 35 hours gathering resources and shit to get the upgrades you need and then
0: have a game die worried.
1: to have to start over... Or die be... because
0: I like ran out of air because I was exploring and not being a little bit careful
1: exactly that would be soul crushing like and probably
0: uninstall the game not lying
1: yeah if i lost my save right now i'd probably have a hard
0: time going back to it to get to where i was at
1: oh yeah no it it would take you a while before you went back to subnautica but i mean not saying that you wouldn't go back it'd just be okay that's it it's one I'm of the giving game, this a rest
0: yeah it's one of the games i've looked forward to the most this year so I have put a fair, like I said, 33 hours since it released, which is a fair amount of time. Um, Not a letdown by any measure. Just the other one had a little bit better way of progressing the story forward. And I think I just need to figure out where my next story beat is to pick it back up. It's just the other one did a better job of that. Yeah. Um, And the new systems are cool. Don't have any problem with it. Don't have any problem with not having the mobile base. Um, I just don't have a reason to build another base in one of these other areas other than Cool Factor, because I can get back to my other base fairly quickly without having to have an out. I've only got two bases so far, and in the last one I had five, but I had the big old submarine, and the submarine functioned like a mobile base, so I could take that submarine wherever I wanted, and then just did what I needed and went back to the sub. And in this one you just don't do that, which is weird. Um, But I don't, none of the other areas have been as big as some of the areas were in the last game where I needed to set up a mobile base, aside from one. I have a base next to a wreck that also is next to a bunch of technology, which is also halfway between where I'm at and my original base. And it's a good stop off hub because I set it up to charge my batteries. I've got a battery charger in yeah. there and a scanner in there to scan for fragments, but I have literally found everything that I need to find where I'm at. Um, Still pretty cool so far, though. Um, The last game I was going to talk about is Odyssey, um, Elite Dangerous. And I'm in a mixed emotion state with that right now. They are planning... uh, They already put out a patch since last week, and it has been running a lot smoother.
1: Good. They fucking needed to.
0: Yeah, the patch did fix a lot of stability issues. I saw
1: they patched both It and Horizons at the same time to fix some of the issues they caused.
0: Yeah, they... Like you weren't able to turn when I did finally get it running, I wasn't able to turn in my missions, and then stuff would randomly fail. Um, so I'm able to at least log in. They haven't done a lot on the graphic side of it to fix some of the bugs, but I I'm hoping that's in the next pass. But they've been working pretty quick, like even hot fixes as well, well as
1: patches. I mean, let's face it, some of the graphical issues are not as high of a priority priority as some of the utterly game-breaking shit that happened yeah. upon release to both It and Horizons.
0: Well, I watch a few different people that review this, uh, you know, that talk about this I game mean, a lot. So like, I
1: even tried logging into Horizons last week before the patch hit.
0: And just stuck. Yeah. Well, so, like, there's a YouTuber called Down to Earth Astronomy that um, does a lot with Mass Effect, and Down to Earth... Um, was even saying with his 2080 that that was, in his mind, the minimum requirements. And a 2080 is a very, very powerful graphics card. So, it's kind of shocking that we're still in a place where you need a, at least, last-gen graphics card to get to a place where you can play the game. I mean, I'm playing on a 3080 and having to crank it down to 1440 to get the settings I want and also get More than 60 frames a second. So, like having the. Man, Lola. She's just. She's not used to podcasting this early. She's
1: still awake. She's not. And to be honest, I think she's got to go to the bathroom because she is headed towards there.
0: Well, why don't we talk more about this after break? Yeah. And then we'll be back. All right. we're back yeah uh, the the mascot here had to take a potty break yep she took a pretty powerful piss yeah but uh yeah i was talking about odyssey a little bit and i think it's still a mixed bag and i'll tell you why um things look better right but i'm having to run it at half the resolution i was before So that, but a lot of stuff looks more interesting. I'm still not, they did kind of a poor job explaining the progress on ground activity, so to speak. And so I'm having to watch a lot of videos as content creators make them. And it's kind of hard to find something that's not like a three hour live stream for me to understand what I'm supposed to do. But I, I finally figured out like there's different suits for different tasks, right? So I went and bought the suits, um, and I'm not like, I guess in this game, I'm like, I'm upper middle class, elite, dangerous pilot when it comes to my cash flow. Right. So it's not like I have to do any of the stuff for money. I, I've got the money because 150,000 space bucks ain't that big a deal. But like I bought each one of the suits, I bought one of every gun. Right. And then I've just now figured out kind of figuring out how I upgrade my weapons But I'm not doing weapon stuff. I'm like a space mechanic is what I started doing. So there's a lot of Thargoid events right now that I wish I was a part of, but I need to go get my Guardian stuff up. And this week, I didn't have enough time to go through the grind to get the Guardian weapons. So I didn't really mess with any of that. I could commit to that this week, but I wanted to talk more about what you do on the ground. And... I say space mechanic, I kind of figured out how to restore power in sites. What I'm still pretty shit at is combat on ground. And you go down a lot faster than you realize because I have no upgrades to anything. So it'll say threat level three. So, for example, one mission, and this part of it's kind of cool, right? You'll go, you'll land on this landing pad for the settlement that's on a planet, and there'll be like zero power. So it's like pitch black. and You have to turn on your flashlight and your suit. And then, you know, it's like something out of a horror movie. Like everything is pitch black except for where you're shining your flashlight. So what you do is you go find a terminal and you charge up the terminal with your charge tool. I don't know what it's called. And then you use that to pick points of interest in the base for you to do things. So, you know, with most of these like (laughs) space mechanic missions, you're going to go to the power processing center And then insert this, like, nuclear tube in a reactor, and that'll start the base back up. And then sometimes it'll be like, put out all the fires, which means you got to go find the control terminals to vent the Atmo on each one of these things put out the fires. And there'll be, like, an interesting kind of side story or I don't know what you call this, but dynamic story going on. So, like, one of them I went to, and there's dead bodies all over the place. Yeah, and I'm restoring power, and then I'm, like, looking through some of the logs and some of the things that happened, so I realized there was some kind of battle that happened. And then one of those um, wasn't really paying attention to what was going on. Um, In the middle of restoring power, I see flashlights, and I thought they were guards. Well, they were pirates. And so you see these flashlights all over the place of people, like, looking around, and then you realize that, oh, those are the pirates. And so got beat within an inch of my life and barely made that one where I destroyed... But it was 10 pirates. So, like, 10 pirates with my current loadout, like, think of it as about almost as challenging as taking on 10 ships on a pirate hunt mission. Like, it was actually very hard. Like, my shields withstood about four shots before they dropped, and then my suit did not withstand a lot of shots, and I can only carry one medkit. So, like, I really... And learning that if I get into a combat encounter, I need to find a very defensible position where I can, like, peek out and shoot so that I don't just drop. Yeah. And so it's an interesting little wrinkle. I know there was one that I failed where I restored power and then an opposing faction landed. um, So, like, three federal assault ships drop and, like, 30 troops poured out. And I guess I could have restored power and hauled ass back to my ship and just got the fuck out of there, but I didn't, decided to fight, killed about five guys, and then I dropped. Like, I just, I got swarmed. Damn. Um. So I failed the mission, right? So I lost a little bit of rep. It spawns you back in, like, space above the planet in your ship. So, and then you got, you lost rep and you lost cash. Yeah. Uh, because you failed the mission but I do like the space maintenance missions where you're going on site and doing that. There's another one where you got to go find a probe that crashed on a planet. And I still haven't figured out exactly how to do that. Um, I know that some of those would be guarded by factions or pirates or whatever. And you got to kind of figure that out. Um, and they're not bad so far, but they haven't been, I haven't done any war zone or combat zone stuff with my character. Cause I wasn't really going for FPS play. It's going for more, like, emergent gameplay of, like, well, why do I want to do this? Well, it's an interesting way to grind reps, so to speak, like, do a bunch of different missions, so it's going to do that. But the timers on the missions are way shorter than your other ones, so if you're doing it, you need to commit to doing it that day. So with the other missions, like, say, I pick up a, go source all this cargo, or go kill these pirates, or go find this bounty, you usually have, like, a day or two real time to complete the mission. So you can load up on missions and do them over a couple of days, and that's cool. These have a timer of like between around four to five hours. So if you're doing it, you want to commit to doing that mission, which means I'm only picking up a couple at a time, and I wasn't sure when I'd be doing things at Jessa, so I didn't really want to fail missions. So I'd pick up one or two, complete them, and then go back and turn them in, and then just rinse and repeat. And I wasn't doing it for the money, because they don't pay a crazy amount. We're talking like maybe 200000 a mission. Yeah. Uh, plus some engineering materials. So, like, it's just, I'd like to see more done with it right now. Um, With the Rocky launch, like, it's a three out of five so far for value. When we talk about what my racial rating skill is, I still love Elite, and the base game surrounding Elite is great. There's a lot of great ideas in Odyssey that don't feel fully fleshed out, like understanding what to do with the ground stuff. Mm-hmm. They could do more with that. There's not a lot of reason to play open play right now other than get your ass blasted out of the sky. Um, And they incorporate Galaxy Chat into solo and private group play anyway. So sometimes I'll fuck around with people on the chat knowing that I can't get intercepted because I'm in solo mode. But there doesn't feel like there's a good reason yet other than maybe forming up a wing with like you or somebody... We get to doing something, which like I haven't found a lot of group missions for ground stuff yet. So I know there's stuff out there, but with me having to push it so hard, again, the the a lot of what's shading this is I have a almost as powerful a PC as you can get and having issues running this game. Right? Still running it out in space at sixty FPS, four K. If I go down to a settlement with a bunch of dynamic lighting. Um, I'm dropping down in the forties at four K um on my FPS. Definitely playable when you're used to playing this at sixty. Not great. And then VR. Well, VR can- will not run at the I can't super sample shit. I can't super sample my HMD. Um, I can't get it to run a steady frame rate to save my life without putting it on like VR high settings, which listen to me cry about that. But before I got Odyssey. I was running on VR Ultra, and I was cranking up super sampling and cranking up the cranking it up to 4096 on my Oculus, and running a really fucking sharp picture in VR. Yeah. And now I can't. I can run it at about at two th- or three quarters that resolution, and have my settings turned down like three notches, and have a blurry picture. And then when I land. Be forced to play in this weird like, virtual 80-inch screen as my character runs around. I did try that. Um, and then get back in my ship. It is a little bit jarring, but it's hard with my current configuration to switch back and forth. So I'd read something like, hey, just take off your HMD, play with your mouse and keyboard, and then put your HMD back on. So that's literally how I'd have to do it. But... My bound, my head look button is the basically the select button or menu button on my re- controller. I almost called it my remote like an old man.
1: Um, <laughs> Your or, button clicker.
0: Yeah, my clicker. Um, but that's also the – so when I play without VR, I'll reset the configuration of that button to allow head look. And then when I'm in VR, I set it to center head look, so to speak. So I have to go through and change my bindings every single time I switch back and forth between the two. And i got to change my resolution settings. So before I could basically leave it at 4K resolution on the mirrored screen and it wouldn't be a big deal. And now I'm dropping the resolution on the mirrored screen down to 640 by 480 to boost maximum frames. And then going around and dicking with all my HMD settings to get it to work. So like if I want to work with VR, i got to spend about 10 minutes fine tuning it to get it about right, only to be forced to play it in two modes when I do it. It's just a jarring experience. And so, like, all those things really should have been more implemented by the time it got to this date. I would have been better off with them saying, yeah, we're going to wait till August to release it. Because I don't feel like they were fully finished with it when they got it. I think they had a hard set date to release it in May. And they got to that date. And it is playable. But that whole launch week, it was... I only got to play it for like three hours for the cast. And it was that same day last week. Yep. And that's not, that's kind of bogus. And as much love as I have as elite, this is about as honest reviews you can get without me just being a troll of it's just wait. That's my, that's my honest review. I think it'll be good. Wait, don't drop $40 today. I'm going to keep playing it and keep reporting on it. Cause I want to see where this goes. And it's, but again, I'm having to brute force my way through this to make it work. And that's just not the experience that, you know, I know Nip's not running it on a even, you know, 2080 like you are. Like, I think you could run it, Jason. You absolutely have to run it at
1: 1440 and turn down your settings to get this to run right. I mean, I'd probably end up playing it at 1080 anyway. But most of the time, just because of the lap monitor. Yeah, there's a lot of things that look better. But the game's also
0: super dark, and it doesn't, unless I change my monitor or desktop brightness, I can't, it's really, it's a really dark game now, which looks great when you're shining your flashlight around. It does not look as great when you're in space. Um, There's also the anti-aliasing still not working quite right. Like when you turn on night vision, everything looks like extra crisp in a bad way where you're seeing a lot of like jagged lines and things like that and it just yeah. looks kind of rough. Um again, even brute forcing it on 4K, I can't get rid of it with 16 times anisotropic fi- filtering. So like I know there's things on the graphic settings that are not working right now. Um it's you run it for a while and it crashes and just it's kind of a mess. So that's where I'm at with Odyssey. I think it has some potential. It may redeem itself before the year's out. Um, I will still try doing some of the ground missions and just try playing it in general. Um, But I'm just, I'm having way more fun with Mass Effect and Subnautica, which is why I keep gravitating towards those, than doing Odyssey right now because of that. Well,
1: I mean, I can understand that. I mean, the fact that this release broke two different versions of the game upon launch. Yeah, it broke Horizons, too. Yeah. Um, Because technically, I mean, Odyssey is an expansion to Horizons. That's really what it is. Well, and Horizons was a big... Ex- took several months to actually get right. And Horizons yeah. ended up being pretty solid. So... But... And, I mean, it didn't break shit because it was graphic... You know... Um any uh uh any huge changes to the base game of horizons it just there was something wrong it created a memory leak or something with well with the other version hold on just a second here But when you have two different versions unable to load at all, that's that's pretty freaking broken, um, and not to be not to be expected um, of something that's been out and running smoothly for so long.
0: Well, that aside. Um, I think I want to move on to things that are a little bit less depressing. I will say, uh, Necromunda, which has some potential, um, comes out next week. So if you are interested in that, I would say Green Man has got it for around 30 bones, which I may be snagging that. I know that Rusty already grabbed Biomutant. It's got a lot of mixed reviews right now, so I'm interested by next week what Rusty's take on it is. I expect Rusty to put 40 hours of gaming in this week, so I assume that by that time he will have already beat it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, if you haven't noticed, there was a... So there's a Far Cry 6 teaser out there right now, and it's... uh. I guess it's sort of spawning some controversy as you're playing the revolutions revolutionary of a communist movement um, on like fictional Cuba, I think is what it's going to be with a lot of different, as far as the gameplay systems, there's a lot of different um, strategies being employed as in like, if you lower your weapons, you can kind of blend in in plain sight. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I need to see what the gameplay's like and where they're taking it before I make any kind of real judgments on what I want to mess with or not. Last one had some high points and some disappointing points. There were some points about the last one that were pretty fun and there's some points that kind of were a letdown. Um, nothing so far they've done with Far Cry has even matched the second one or the third one rather.
1: The uh, the one with Voss was easily the best. I started version of say that.
0: three was
1: near perfection.
0: Um, there's a rumor going around right now that Valve's making a Switch-like portable gaming PC. Um, just pro tip: if you have a tablet, you can Steam Link like a mobile PC pretty much anywhere. Yep. Um, Jason, I mean, you've been Steam Linking for a very long time on your Surface. Um, yep. Pretty and much like the last 18 months. Yep. And shit longer than that. I mean, you can um, hook up, you can hook up a, a controller if you wanted to, but you seem to have no issues playing BattleTech remote on road trips, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, the only thing.
1: Were you tethering thing... to a
0: hotspot while you're in the car? Is that what was going on? Huh? You tethering to your hotspot in the car? Is that what was going on? No, I was using my phone.
1: This, oh, you were playing BattleTech on your Battle phone. BattleTech on my phone. Oh, Jesus! It worked surprisingly well. That's a really small screen. It still works surprisingly well.
0: <laughs> what um, I might recommend to you, Jason, this is again being an audio-only I mean, podcast. If you can see this thing, so there's these clips you can get on Amazon for about seven dollars. Oh, yeah, where you can clip it onto your controller. Or just set it up so this has a little kickstand. As you can see, sometimes I don't – I use this around my desk to prop my phone up Yeah. to um, be able to watch stupid videos while I work because I don't – because I'm on VPN, I don't want to use the network for video streaming. Yeah. So I'll use my own phone and then prop it up on this little clip, and I can put a controller on there, but – Um, It works quite well um, to put that on your phone. As you can see, this is super easy to do. And it clips rather well with an Xbox controller. So this part right here clips on the top, and then you just kind of snap it in. Yeah. And you can hold your phone with a controller. I actually tested out the Xbox for Android, Xbox Anywhere app this way, and it actually worked very
1: well. Yeah. I will say, um, as long as... I will say Steam Link tends to um, work better mobile um, as far as stability, as long as you got a good internet connection on your PC, right? Um, than the Xbox Mobile Anywhere does right now. Yep. Um, but and- Mobile Anywhere is getting Xbox Mobile Anywhere is getting better all the time. Well, the crazy thing is, it's not
0: tied to your Xbox; it's tied to yeah. your Xbox account. And I haven't it checked- just
1: Steam Link does better in low cell signal area, lower cell signal areas. I would agree with that than the Xbox app does. Um, Xbox app, um, you have to have a good 4G or 5G signal area. Um, for it to, uh, for it to really shine. Um, I don't know what the difference is there. I mean, you would think the Xbox One, um, uh, being all cloud service, um, should, uh, should do better, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, but I can tell you both work fairly well. The only thing you don't want to do on either one um, at all, really, is uh, uh, any kind of uh, third or first-person shooter. I mean, it's too small to get a, a good beat anything on anything. twitchy. It's not that it's too small to get a beat on anything. I have no problem with that. Um but the um, there is enough controller latency doing that remote that it it's just not worth it. Uh, you'll get more frustrated trying to do it <laughs> um than than you will enjoyment out of the game. I was uh
0: up some other things for one second here I should have been more prepared for this um one of the other things that I'd noticed is um dying light two has a release date of December seventh now so if you're into that that is the thing that is coming out um, I think we talked about it before but Ubisoft um, talked about releasing a new Star Wars game. They, of course, have got a lot of hype around it, but, you know, it's their game, so I wouldn't expect them to do anything
1: else. Um, It is supposed to be, like, a more open-ended sandbox type. Yeah, the... uh,
0: There's... One of the things that's kind of surprising right now with... um, Game Pass is Game Pass actually got a huge drop of games, so if you've never played Remnant, and we've talked about it on the show, um, Remnant is now on Game Pass, which I highly recommend. Um, another thing that's happened recently is uh, if you listen to um, NoQuarters.net, they really like Maneater, which is the shark RPG. Um, it's got mixed reviews, I think, especially for them liking really goofy shit. It probably works really great for them. But I've got that downloaded and may start playing that pretty soon. Another one that's really popular on Steam right now called Celasta, uh, crown of the magister is a D and D style game, like D and D fifth edition style game, much in the way that Baldur's gate is, um, it released on steam and on game pass simultaneously. So for PC, and then there was a, I think it's spell force three is the other game that just released on game pass which was another game that I was kind of looking at that I haven't... I've been a lot more selective with some of my indie titles lately, but I grabbed both of those D&D-type games to maybe give a shot before I wrote them off. Another thing that came out, too, is uh, Festering Skies for Phoenix Point came out the other day, and I snagged that but have not got a chance to touch it, so... the middle of spinning around trying to figure out what game I want to play over the next week. Now that I know I'm going to have time. And then once I go to night schedule, just because I'm going to have not shit to do, I expect to get even more game talk as I completely dive into the world of video games as I will have no human contact other than Jason and Rusty and Jessa. Right. So... Did you see anything else that was kind of groundbreaking coming out? I know if you... Within the next two weeks, I'd also expect there to be a steam summer sale. I want to say
1: it's going to be the week that I go to nights. Um, I started say it's coming up the second or third week of June, I would imagine. I would
0: say it's going to happen. This is my prediction. We're going to see steam summer sale the weekend of the 11th or 18th. I'm going to go with the 11th because they're going to do a steam E3 thing, and they're going to do that before proper E3. And I want to say E3 is going to be the third week of June this year, where the Steam Games event is going to be the second week of June. Yeah. So anytime now, don't overspend on Steam. Wait a second, I bet we're about to have a sale drop. So if you want to save back a few bucks for some games, um, have we played this year that's really worth it? Subnautica should be on sale. I think you'll find that that's worth it. Yep. Um, don't get Baldur's Gate yet. It's still very unfinished. I've played a I've played a decent amount of it so far, but it's nothing first past the first act, which is why I haven't talked shit about it. Um, what else have we played that we've talked a lot about? That's a new release. Hmm. Um. Maybe Mass Effect probably won't be on sale. I doubt Don't it. Don't quote me on that, but I've got a, after being into games on this, oh, here's one that will be on sale that is absolutely worth it right now, and I haven't talked about it yet, but Warhammer Vermintide 2 has got a yes. free expansion called Chaos Waste. That's Jason. You need to fucking download that. Um, That is going to be one of your best. Think of it like playing Diablo first person. Um. Mixed with Left 4 Dead. You got it it, it does suck first it does suck suck single player, but it is a blast multiplayer. If you got any VR, um key picks to look out for Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners is fucking gold. Um, um Half Life Alex is fucking money. Gorn is really good. Until you fall is really good. Beat Saber is great. Mage's Tale is great. Um. Yeah, I think those are the ones that I would say yeah. get right now. Um, um. And if you need something super cheap, if that sells really cheap, Urtok, if you want a turn-based battler, if that sells really cheap, do that. Or Legend of the Keepers, if it's pretty cheap, do that. Urtok is a little bit grindy, but it is a very, very good turn-based strategy game.
1: It is. Um... Another, uh, soon to, uh, release game, I think's worth mentioning, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Coming out on Game Pass next month. Um, comes out on June 22nd and that one I'm kind of interested in. It looks a lot like, uh, as long as it's not, you know, broken on release, um, Looks a lot like uh, what we should have been getting with.
0: Uh, well, it it r- reminds me of the original Dark Alliance that came out almost yeah. twenty years ago. Uh, that me and John from picking up the pixels actually played a shitload of co op like like practical coach couch co op on a PS two. Um, so I'm super looking forward to that. I'm just going to pick it up on Game Pass. Again, Game Pass is one of the best deals in gaming you can get right now, and I don't say that lightly. Um, yeah, th- I'm Wasteland's about to a, release a DLC here soon, so like, I don't yeah. even know what I want to fucking play. But
1: I mean, it's another like Baldur's Gate three uh, that we should have had. Hopefully, it's not broken like Baldur's it,
0: Gate. It's completely different than Baldur's Gate three. So, Baldur's Gate three is a turn based D and D style game. Dark Alliance is a hack and slash with abilities type game. So True. it's it's an action combat kind of game, whereas Baldur's Gate is very turn-based and very kind of slow-paced. Um, so there's a big – the lore is the same or similar, right? Yeah. But the the way the games play out is very different because you got four-set characters with Dark Alliance. Is it Dark Alliance?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was Dark Alliance before, too. It was Dark Alliance before, too. And the new version is getting couch co-op.
0: Yeah, which so means you, you should be able to do the, screen
1: it. Which
0: also means that you should be able to if you got it on Steam, not through Game Pass. I don't we'll mm-hmm. see if what that happens with Game Pass. So Steam has this feature where I can say play local co op and you can play it with me, even not having the game. Whereas yep. Game Pass, I don't know how that's gonna work. I, yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work either. But you could both have Game Pass, so there's that. When you talk about like getting games at inexpensive prices, um, Game
1: absolutely. Pass, absolutely, yeah, Game Pass has a great selection. Um, but, um, uh, uh, I mean, one of the best parts about the original Dark Alliance was, uh, uh was your characters being voiced and having a lot of voice dialogue. Um, I don't remember I anything that particularly min-
0: Here's what Dark Alliance was for me You didn't have Diablo Co-op On on console before And Dark Alliance Was actually my first introduction to Baldur's Gate As crazy as that sounds It wasn't until after that That I got a PC that could run better games That yeah. I went back and played Baldur's Gate So
1: Dark um, Alliance was the I played Baldur's Gate on Xbox Can you believe that? That's not a great experience
0: Um, that's a very mouse and keyboard game.
1: It, it actually ran, uh, it actually ran rather well on,
0: I don't doubt it running well. I'm just talking about the control scheme with a mouse, uh, but with a controller versus a keyboard and a mouse on like organizing characters and commands and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, uh, everybody knows I do a lot of turn-based battlers, Right now, Game Pass has two of the best that are out right now. It doesn't have XCOM, but it does have Phoenix Point, and it does have Wasteland 3. And if you're into the turn-based battling stuff, those are the two best ones right now. Don't even pay attention to Chimera Squad. It's fucking hot garbage. One of my biggest disappointments of last year. Um, so if you were past the point of playing more XCOM, those two games scratch that itch pretty well. And then the tier below that would be ertuk And oh, fuck. There is a game that should be out today. Um, Tainted uh, Grail, I believe. Let me look it up. It just reminded me. to start talking turn-based, and I remember weird stuff. <laughs> um, that's searching players. I'm actually pulling up my Steam account on my phone to see if this is available right now. But there's a roguelike turn-based battler that combines card battler and um, turn-based battles. Called Tana Grill. I talked about it a long time ago. Um, they got the game got split into two parts, so you got Conquest, which is the roguelike, and they have another version of this. Yeah, it's out. I'll play this tonight. It's seventeen ninety nine right now. It launched two days ago. That's probably what I'm playing. Yeah, it's a it's a roguelike, turn based battle. Where you play a single class. And you build up your abilities with a deck of cards, and you go through the cycle through that deck of cards as you're fighting creatures, and you got objectives to work towards. And when you die, you take a currency with you that you use to continue to upgrade your character through every run. Um there are boss battles, um, there are weird little combos that you do with each different class based on the way that you build your character, and you build up like energy, then a special, and then a bunch of all this other shit. Anyways, I watched a couple of Twitch streams of what Tenant Grill looks like. Um, it's a very mishmash game of a lot of different genres that does work. And I was playing it earlier this year until I realized it was about to be released. And then I actually just paused Stop. it. Yeah. Because I wanted to make progress, meaningful progress. Right. And it looks like it released last Thursday. I'm glad I remembered that because that is something I've been looking forward to play for a while. Sweet. So, do you think we ought to wrap? I, I feel mean, like at I'm this start-
1: point there's not a whole lot of news.
0: We're about to, we're on the cusp of a bunch of announcements we're,
1: in the last <laughs> next two or three weeks. Yep, and a lot of pe- lot of studios are uh, uh, keeping uh, any kind of significant release or stuff like that to a minimum. So uh, we'll have more to talk about in coming weeks, and we'll be plus a rusty next week. Yep,
0: um, I was going to have. Casey on but he's in the middle of like top secret military installment right now and I don't know where the fuck he is so by the time we have him on um, we'll be able to he'll probably be at an undisclosed location talking via Skype but he said his phone was even maybe confiscated in the right word but unable to use his communications with anybody other than immediate family for very specific reasons so we can't talk to Casey right now but we can talk to him
1: soon I think yep Um, anyways with that jason where can you find us find us at tiltcast.com find us on facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast our youtube channels youtube.com slash real tiltcast and search for us on itunes and spotify subscribe please subscribe and leave us some
0: kind of review if you would tell some friends about this little known show um it'd help us out a lot Um, we're thinking about doing a patreon at some point and it would be helpful to be able to make enough to pay for the show. Um, other things, though, that we want to just kind of give a shout-out to people that we've supported for a long time. So Cabbage, KBG, which is Trent, original Tiltcaster, um, who also helps me uh, produce a site on the back end. Um, we've got Picking Up Pixels or Pupcast with John in Boston. Uh, we've got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, For the love of gaming, and tvgp.tv, they like Game Pass probably more than we do. With that, it's the end of the show. Peace!